0: hi rebecca it's beatrice
1: hello beatrice it's rebecca how are you
0: i'm very well thank you how are you
1: i'm all right thank you i'm i'm trying to decide whether i should update my ringtone for you i've been updating all my ringtones but i kept yours because it's it's blondie atomic and it always seems very beatricey
0: oh thank you
1: so so i haven't changed yours
0: Okay, well, I'll if you do, I'll be interested to know what you're gonna yes, change Yes, I'm it gonna to. think about it whether I need
1: to, you know, have a leisure and and change it or not. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So because oh, I've
1: gone to the Pink Panther theme <laughs> for the my general one because I did have Africa, Bambata, Planet Rock, mm. but then I thought I'll go a bit more mellow. I'll have the Pink Pink Panther theme.
0: You must explain to me how you do that at some point how i do
1: what how i actually get
0: the ring ringtone yeah yeah okay yeah All maybe not now world. but not right now yeah but i will when okay. we're together
1: and and i can
0: show you okay that's very good fabulous what else have you been doing this week well apart
1: from that which was obviously you know a very intricate process
0: yeah i must say was so
1: super duper exciting and marvelous yesterday my students and I went to the Alexander McQueen store, like they've got this amazing flagship
0: store on Old Bond Street. Oh, yeah. And there's, honestly, they
1: could not be nicer, these people, because they invited three of my students a while ago with um, other students for like a breakfast. And then Sarah Moa and Sarah Burton have curated like the top floor of this store, so like all the way through. Um, the whole length of it is an exhibition about their their research and design process for the current collection Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: so they'd done this event and we were already really overwhelmed and my students were overwhelmed that they'd met sarah burton and sarah moa and how like incredible it was and how special and then they emailed me again and said that was so lovely would you like to come and give you a tour of it with all your students so all my M.A.s, some of my B.A.s who are really into fashion, some of my Ph.D.s, we all went there wow. yesterday morning and just honestly, like we really didn't ask many questions and I think it was just, we were so overwhelmed by how gorgeous it all was that, you know, it was like once they'd all gone, we were like, oh my God,
0: it was so <laughs> beautiful. Um, what but is it the... is open to the public. Okay. What is the theme of the current collection?
1: Um, well, it's, it's kind of about like powerful women and life rituals, life stages. So there's kind of, they've been inspired by wedding dresses, christening robes and morning dress. But it's really like fantastic. So there's like four different garments, four different ensembles. And the level of research for each one, you kind of think this is phenomenal. And the first one is this beautiful, they call it like the Ophelia dress. Mm -hmm. And that one they've got, so on either wall, there's pinned up, you know, um, their mood board. So there's like how they went to the V&A to look at Julia Margaret Cameron photographs. And then they also went to the Tate to look at the Millais
0: Mm -hmm. Ophelia
1: painting. But then there's also there's like these kind of huge, it's almost like a glass tube that runs through the whole height of the store so you get different viewpoints at different stages in the shop and they've put photographs around all of one of them where they went to like Avebury and Stonehenge and looked at both the standing stones and, and ancient burial sites but also at wildflowers so there's that and there, there's just it's just amazing and there's like samples of like where they're developing embroideries or they're developing prints or jacquards for textile development and there's um, amazing because they do because it's really it's really like the cutting edge of of digital plus the most exquisite craftsmanship Mm. within each process and so there's really intricate like digitally scanned So like the Ophelia dress, you've got these kind of 19th century pre-Raphaelite sort of inspirations. But then you've also got, um, they had a 19th century wedding dress that they found at Portobello that they looked at. And then 19th century corsets that they've really studied in detail. They've looked at an earlier Sarah Burton for McQueen dress from a collection that had these amazing kind of, um, pleats going out from the hips so they create like pannier effects either side of the hips hmm so it's kind of combining you have this real sense of their archive as this sort of living library for the McQueen house mm-hmm. so it has everything in it all their experiments so they go back to things but then it also has some vintage pieces and so they, what they did for this dress, for the print, is they scanned, they did a digital scan, a photographic scan of the whole dress. Mm-hmm. So there's like the scan of a 19th century wedding dress on a dress. If oh, you wow. really. mm. But then they also rescanned it with fresh flowers lying on the wedding dress.
0: God, so, I wonder. So there's
1: like a layer that's the wedding dress and then a the layer that's the fresh flowers but they're put together to create a single huge print. Mm. And then they're really meticulous. They like make these tiny paper dolls of the dresses continuously to work out the placement of everything. So, and to work out the design development. So they've also got like racks, which show you different treatments for like the panniers for the sleeves as they're experimenting with different fabrics to, to get it exactly how they wanted. And because this was so complicated, this dress, they had to pay, print out a life-size paper version as well because they had to kind of do a map for themselves of how to do, like, the corset and the bodice alone had 40 pattern pieces. Yeah. So they had to work out how to get the print exact so it matches for this corset and then matches on the bodice as a whole goes with the, um sleeves and then with the this really full skirt that's got these pleats on it so it's just kind of mind-blowing it's like amazing to see the kind of richness of their research and how they make like different parts of the team so like fabric development might go to see the Julia Margaret Cameron or then menswear might go and see the John Deakin archive. Or do you know what I mean? They each make different trips and then they come back and kind of pour over all these elements with Sarah Burton and they talk them through and work out how to turn it into this amazing dress and this amazing collection. So it's sorry, I'm just gushing basically.
0: <laughs> so So um no, you just answer. My question was going to be sort of who does their research, but you sort of just answer that. Well, I'm just amazed yeah. how much time they're able to spend.
1: Well, it's like this dress. I think they were working on for three months, and it really, it's really incredible because it is like this is is the this is London Couture, even though it's actually technically a ready. Well, it is a ready-made, you know, because the quality of everything is just wonderful you know from the ideas up to the finished product and it was really interesting I think like because you have this sense of the depth of everything from the beginning because the windows to the shop are kind of two story high Mm -hmm. and they've got black net as though it's a huge huge butterfly net and then beaded insects and butterflies trapped in the net so you look in at the clothes through this net and through these layers of craftsmanship and then the dresses and everything on display are incredible and then you come to this floor that's kind of opening this out and this sense of yeah that they're kind of looking at what Lee McQueen did so they're really reverent of the heritage of the house but they're also quite punk about it all because they'll cut up things from previous collections Mm. they'll (laughs) rethink them and It was actually really rather nice they said they'd had some curators in who were really horrified that everything was just out on the floor and not behind glass because they were really like iconic lima queen collections like there was do you know there's like this amazing like samurai dress oh yeah and there was the the mauve corset that's like extends up to sort of just under her chin on a fraser wore in the dante collection And, you know, like, the corset is just lying in its archive box. The samurai dress is just out on the stand. But Sarah Burton was really keen that it seemed, like, live. And because it is live, like, this archive is being used continuously. And they wanted to kind of open that up to their customers
0: Mm.
1: as well. So it, it was just extraordinary. And they were so kind. Like, they could not have been more open and generous. There was... Um, the head of the press department, who, like, they're clearly a really close team because they all know each other other very well and they know all the collections and who's doing what very well. Um, And then there was someone from menswear, someone from embroidery, and someone from fabric development. So you also got a sense of these teams all doing kind of connected but different research that comes together
0: into the single collection or a single garment and do you know who where they have their embroidery done india oh really there's
1: like there's this lovely woman amelia there who who works on the embroidery and it was fascinating because like when she was showing us this beautiful coat that started off looking at both the dante corset which is in kind of morning colors but also um like a 19th century morning jacket that they'd completely deconstructed and remade inside out to kind of understand its structure. And she was showing us just like they had about four boxes under a table that were all just experiments with beading from previous collections. So they'll just kind of go through all these boxes. And then they do incredibly detailed, guidelines for their people in India Mm -hmm. and they go over several times a year to India and work with them and there's this it was so mind-blowing they had they had another dress which is the like a lace cage dress so the ground of it is white, white lace and then there's black lace flowers embroidered onto it which are sometimes four or five layers deep so they're 3D and to make sure that the craftspeople would understand what was needed they did like digital renderings of how the different pieces went together to create a whole yeah how they would be how they would be um disposed on the dress itself so how they would relate to the body shape and so there's all these like (laughs) sort of lace digital drawings if i can call it that and then they've got neon different colors that are showing the different layers that need to be made and then embroidered beaded and then how they need to be then cut out and put together to create the 3d flowers and then those were all sent from india to paris and like from about five days before the show is actually shown on the catwalk they were then sewing them onto the dress with the model in it so that it fitted her perfect. So
0: it's, yeah, extraordinary. Yeah, extra, yeah, really extraordinary. So was it actually the last collection then? Have they already... Yes, it's sh- the oh, current okay. one. So you oh, can then okay. go down into mm. the shop mm. and see the... I mean, there's like a
1: finished product for each of the ones that they go into detail about. But you can then go down and see the whole collection essentially on sale in the shop so clearly there's a you know this is also a brilliant pr and marketing scheme Mm. but there's such a you know such care has been taken and having someone as amazing as sarah moa that they've worked with for this Mm. it shows a real dedication to wanting to open up wanting people to understand the level of 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 just everything that goes into it and like the fabric development so they went to Avebury and they kept seeing all these fields of poppies that they and they took photographs of that and then they gave them the photographs to an artist who did a kind of curling rendering of red poppies and then they worked there's like a a wall that's just got different versions of thinking about poppies as Mm -hmm. turning it into fabric so there's like black ground jacquard white jacquard, um, you know, print, photographic, digital print, <laughs> embroidery with beading, you know, thinking about how it would then look on a bodice, how it would look on a scarf. So it's there's like this continual kind of experimentation. You get this sense of everybody being like at the top of their game and wanting to push and push and push all the time what they're doing. And they were saying that like with the craftspeople they work with, like they work with tailors in in this country that they're continually saying well could you do this and the, the person will say well no we don't know how to do that we haven't done that in the book before and they'll be like we'll try it let's see and then you know something might like come back that's slightly different what they, from what they imagined but is really exciting so then they'll develop from that mm. so it was, it was amazing and I think it was a really like it was such a beautiful thing for me because I've loved McQueen's work since day one but also for my students to see just the process that goes into a like top flight design company and what goes into action. And, you know, this is just fog of the garments. You know, this is, Mm. you just think, oh my God, this is so intricate. So like the women's wear that they've got on display is principally inspired by kind of 19th century and Lee McQueen. And then there's one which is that plus kind of Joan of Arc and armor. And then looking at Lee McQueen, um, you know, like, I don't know what you call it, but the things that American footballers wear, you know, the cage thingies that oh, they yes. wear over there. Mm. Those things which were painted and how they did them in leather and then thought about, you know, how are we going to get the designs on there? And in the end, they worked with a team of, I think they said, 40 artists who were each working on a different bit, but they had to give them guidelines so they produced the same colours and the same style of flowers on black leather and then with this leather they've got they've been working with really advanced like technical people who make knitwear to create this really like sheath like really fitted knitwear dress which is kind of on a spiral with and it opens with hooks and eyes silver hooks and eyes that kind of curve around the body so they were working with people to work out how you do that like how you do the seam and how it kind of curves around the figure, so it it is fascinating how sort of with each
0: element they're thinking both kind of like the hand and hand craftsmanship, but then how it works alongside technology
1: mm. so that you produce the most advanced version of each thing, and then the final the final piece is from their menswear collection which they looked at John Deakin's archive. Do you know him? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so they looked at his photographs of Soho because they were kind of thinking of like Lee McQueen being out in Soho. And and so they did like an homage, which is both to Lee McQueen and to Soho, which is a trompe coat that looks like it's a camel coat with a grey suit jacket underneath, but it's actually all in one. So oh, there's okay. just the fronts of the suit. And then also this amazing black um three-quarter length coat wool coat which they wanted there's these photographs that Deakin did of graffiti that are like kind of chalk graffiti on black that are like kind of twisty faces very simple but twisty faces and like scribble and they worked they thought about you know what texture did they want of this so they looked at different kinds of embroidery they rendered it in different um Kinds of prints, and in the end, they've done it with teeny weeny, kind of metallic y, kind of gunmetal y beads and black beads so that it retains the kind of gritty city street element Mm. rather than being like la la spectacle kind of beading. And it's amazing because it really does look, it's like all over the surface of the coat, and they had to work out where each kind of design of the graffiti would fall over, you know, whether they wanted a face on the shoulder or the hip or whatever. But then it's really tiny, and it does look like grit. It is like when the, you know, when like car lights hit a gritty, slightly damp pavement, mm. and it's kind of grainy. It's that kind of feel. It's beautiful.
0: Sounds amazing. So, yeah, mm. it's so
1: good. You must go and look at it. It's really, it's just like you can't. As I say, my students and I were just like dumbfounded. We were just like, we can't believe this is just at the top of your store. And anyone can just go and look at it. But then the fact that they took the time to show us round and shared so much, like, insider discussion of how they thought about everything. And everyone's so committed. It was just, it was amazing.
0: Yeah, it does sound absolutely incredible.
1: I know. I keep going back to, you know, I took, like, a ton of photographs and I just keep going back to them and back to them back to them because it's just so lovely. You know, there's like Victorian um, textile swatch books that they used, and I don't know. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, and you to also go. want
1: all the clothes. There's also <laughs> that that we're going to have to set up a fund for ourselves.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it might might take a while until we got our money together for that. It would. Mm. I mean, I I didn't. It would.
1: It seemed too kind of crass to ask how mm. much this Ophelia dress would be. Yeah. But amazing, and also I'd. I mean, it's kind of obvious, but I'd never thought about how couture-level the skills are that are going into that. And, like, when people say London couture is kind of over or, you know, there's there's only a few houses left, you kind of think, yeah, but McQueen is so, is so couture-y in the, in the sort of thoughtfulness and the time taken on everything.
0: And the, then the craft, yeah, by the sound of The craft of it, yeah. is
1: phenomenal. Oh, and they were telling us, I asked them why they use craftspeople in, Ind- in India and they were saying for the scale the amount that they want done and the level of skill that's the best place to get it done and they said that you know all the houses get their stuff done in their embroidery done in India and they said like the sage you know they'll, they'll dev- develop ideas at the Paris house but then most of it is sent to India to be done and because i was wondering one of my students was saying to me, when do you think that started that it shifted to india and I, i've I no idea
0: yeah i, I don't know th- if
1: that's always been the case
0: or whether no i don't think so i no. think some things i don't know i mean we, we're having an event um next saturday at the museum with hand and lock, you know the oh how in- interesting yeah so it's um uh, it's quite a small event, event for not many people and it's sort of bookable mm. but it's it's sold out because we just can't accommodate many people so yeah. they will look first at embroidered items in our store and um then they they have the chance to sort of learn some some techniques because um, is
1: that the house can I just is that the one that does like the military
0: Yes uniform. they oh, they do the, they do that but they also do stuff for designers because I you know remember ages ago I did a day of a sort of embroidery workshop which I did, oh, yes. which I did there and um sadly didn't didn't take to it or rather I wasn't very good at it but um they showed us samples they had done for designers and they have a really great email you know newsletter which I'm um, signed on for and they they often sort of show things what they've done and they 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 do seem to do some things still for for designers but um but I also yeah I have heard that that a lot of things go to India but I I wonder whether that was something that had started to happen in the 70s but I it's it's interesting but it would be very interesting to know um, well it
1: would because I think like in the case of McQueen there's a real sense of Britishness which I think has been with the house since the beginning and Britishness not just Englishness mm. but by having India as well it seems not empire because it's really not imperial in itself mm. but it's it's like it's kind of reaching across kind of ancient trade routes do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like it's, it's like it's because there's so many twists and turns that you see in terms of the history of the house the history of Britain etc etc that are embedded within what mcqueen stands for and it's kind of interesting that there's also kind of geographical histories because they use textile mills in yorkshire particularly for their menswear which is kind of reaching back to earlier british manufacturing and excellence in textiles and then you know like excellence
0: in embroidery from india it's it's really fascinating Mm. i just keep saying it's really fascinating (laughs) but it's also I I do wonder because one of the items I'm going to take out for the workshop is a dress by the Ravi's sisters Ah. and it's totally over the top it's from the 1950s it's long it's got this massive skirt and it's got this most really really deep pleat at the back and if you open up the pleat so the dress is actually off-white satin but Mm -hmm. in the pleat it's bright bright baby pink so it's not wow. shocking pink, it's sort of this sort of babyish pink but still really quite bright. And then on the on the bodice at the front there's a lot of embroidery um and it it's sort of pink and greens and it's 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 it's, it's a bit over the top but it's I I, I really love it and I just wonder yeah. where they would have had that where they would have had it done at that point. I, I actually don't know.
1: I don't know. I kind of I'm kind of obsessed now that I want to know mm. because because like even with Hand and Lock, do they, I guess, like, and with Ravis, that are they working on couture that's like a one-off or yes. maybe, a th- maybe three of them, in which case you feel it would be feasible that you could have in-house people yeah. or people in London doing it. But then if you're thinking of like an entire coat that's embroidered mm. and you're thinking it might be like the highest end of... of Ready to wear, which is tipping into couture. Maybe you just the maybe as the scale goes up, you have to use.
0: Yeah, maybe because also I mean obviously now I remember um, Hartnell definitely had his own embroidery team. Yes. So and and so will have you know Amy's I'm sure too and some Mm. of the other ones as as well. Um, So they, but the Ravis I think was relatively small house. So I don't Mm. know whether they. But then maybe that a small team would have been able to deal with, you know, what they had to do. I don't don't know. know. Mm. I don't know. And then if, because did
1: Hartnell have ready-to-wear or was it only couture?
0: I think it was only couture.
1: Mm. Yeah. Because I was just wondering, like London houses which had ready-to-wear but high-end ready-to-wear would then be sending outside the house for beading and embroidery.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I think at some point they all start having boutiques, but that's right. a sort of slightly different thing, and I think they often actually buy in stuff for their boutiques. They don't even oh, interesting. make it that's themselves. Yeah. But wow. I definitely need to go to that. That sounds amazing. Um, you
1: must. You would love it. It's so... I'm not sure how long it goes on. Sometime yeah. in March, I think. Mm. I mean, if, if I have time, I'd love to go with you, because I'd love to go again, because... There's so, it's so detailed and also obviously they were telling us about specific things so although we then all went back and kind of went through it slowly by ourselves, I'm sure I've missed loads of things.
0: Oh yeah, let's see, let's see whether we can do that.
1: Yes, yeah, hopefully it goes on into the Easter holidays
0: Yeah. and we can, we can go because it's amazing and I did also kind of become obsessed with their boots. Their boots? the boots because they um,
1: have like they have the mannequins hanging from the ceiling and then they have a pair of their amazing pointy steel cap toed boots underneath each one as a serving suggestion and I was like with each one thinking I would like those boots I would really like those boots but then the, even those are too expensive so yeah
0: we mm. go and fantasize about yeah we can versus. yeah we can fantasize and photoshop and ourselves if only, in. I
1: mean, yes and and I wish I had the skill to print out little things and make little dolly dresses like they
0: do in the studio because they are so sweet yeah they sound fantastic i'll really look for- yeah so let's organize something and go let's together. definitely do that okay, okay. that's our that's, our that's next the plan step. okay all right well, i will talk to you soon yeah talk to you soon and we'll plan that yeah. all right bye bye then bye bye